Yo, 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 what's up? What you? I'm doing well. <laughs> you just you just, <laughs> you just caught me off guard with that because I'm like, I I've never heard her come in like that. But hey, y'all. <laughs> Gotta keep you on your toes. Gotta keep you on your toes. <laughs> yeah, because this tax refund about to hit your account. Child, this tax refund is going to hit my account when I'm on the glory. <laughs> <laughs> it's taking this precious time we'll see if my birthday comes first or if i get my tax refund that's just kind of like where i mentally am and for those that don't know my birthday is at the end of the month my birthday is memorial day this year so we'll see we'll see that's interesting i didn't even say my name i'm ashley and i'm tania you're listening to another episode of You I Do, the podcast that is going to break down the different bridal gown shopping experiences and help you know what you need to know before you go. Friends, 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 we brought back two of our frienders. They've both been on the show recently, and we really just wanted to have another good conversation around shopping for your gown. And I think the timeliness of this episode and last week's episode are so, so perfect. One, because of everything that's going on with David's Bridal. If you're not aware, they just filed for bankruptcy for like the second time in five years. And at one point, the girls online were panicking about like, were they going to be able to get their dresses because shops are closing down. And, you know, David's Bridal has been and for probably, I mean, the foreseeable future is still like such a standard when you think of bridal gown shopping. Like when you think of a store, some say it's like the Walmart of the bridal industry. I ain't going to say all that, but you know, when you think of bridal gowns, kind of the first brand, some would think of TM is like Davis bridal. So for all that going on, you know, and then recently, um, a very long time bridal shop in Atlanta closed down over the weekend. And that had a lot of kind of contra, not, well, yeah, a little bit of controversy, um, around that, especially because apparently, and this is a- allegedly, I'll say, because nothing has been proven in the court of law and y'all can't come back and say, Hugh, I do said this. No, allegedly. What occurred was that um, people weren't getting their dresses in time or if they were paying for their gowns, they weren't receiving the gown that they paid for or they weren't receiving any sort of communication with the um, bridal salon after they purchased their gown. And that's just really stressful. One person posted in the comments that they got their dress within like, less than a week before their wedding, which as you all know, and we're going to discuss in the episode, you need time for alterations. So wedding gowns already are expensive. And if you put a deposit down, you're hoping to get the dress that you purchased. Um, especially if this is something that maybe you did at the end of last year and your wedding is coming up within the next few weeks or in the next month or so, like, 
just all the things, all the stress. I really hope all of the brides that purchased with that company, one, have wedding insurance, because if you have wedding insurance, stuff like this pops up and you're covered. Like if they don't do right by you, if you can't do the chargeback, you can recuperate your money if you have wedding insurance and it is covered through that like postponement and cancellation insurance. Also, I'm hoping, of course, that one of the other salons in the area will do right by these brides, especially if they have a wedding in a minute, you know? So chances are they're going to have to go to off the rack route or maybe some like sample dresses that they could just get off somebody's floor. But I'm praying for y'all because wedding planning is stressful enough. (laughs) That is not the thing you need to add to your list if you don't have to. It really is. So yeah, so you all will enjoy this episode. You all will enjoy Candace and Ebony's banter. They are fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, if y'all are not following them, please go follow them. Enjoy this episode, y'all. We have two very, very special guests with us today, two guests that have been on the show plenty of times before, but we're so excited to have them back. Guests, would y'all like to introduce yourselves? Uh, Yes. My name is Candace Darby. I'm the owner of The Cocoa Bride, the bridal styling and concierge business. That was really good. Thank you. That was off the top. Thank you. You're welcome. I am Ebony Foreman. Ebony's Bridal Experience is my IG handle. I am a master bridal stylist and I've been in bridal leadership and creative direction for eight and a half years now. Okay, both of them know their stuff and chances are if you're one of the girlies in Atlanta, you've probably worked with at least one of them. (laughs) The girls who know, know. know. Okay. People are going to be like, who are they? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you don't know them by name, I'm pretty sure you've seen their work. So That's true. That is very true. Yeah. That is really true. I'm excited to have y'all back on, both of y'all. I'm trying to think, when is the last time y'all have been on? The last time I was on, I was on with... The the imposter one, Torin and Carrie Ann. Torin. Yes, so that was a really, really fun episode. We had a good time. That I think this might be my fourth time, third or fourth, so I have no idea what order. Apparently, you're the third guest. I mean, podcast. Actually, it's me, guest host. <laughs> Basically, you've been on so many times. I think the last time you were on was the Why Do All Weddings Look Alike? Yes. Yeah. Was Car- Wait, was Car on that too? No. No, she wasn't. But they, I but think- they did do one that was when um the race when, yeah the race it, yeah. i think yeah. yeah yeah summer 2020 um mm-hmm. yeah no that was jennifer and ramia yeah, on that one yeah yeah seriously but we're glad to have y'all back yeah I'm chat glad with us we've never Enjoy. been on together and we are together a lot like funny yeah like a lot so it's very fitting that we're on here finally together definitely Definitely. And that will make for a better episode, I think. It will. Because we kind of talk like this all the time. Right. (laughs) 
It's just like a fourth, a fourth now instead of just two of us. I love it. Well, we will start with this or that, which is everyone's favorite game. Um, you pick between one option or the other and explain why. And Candace, we'll start with you just because of alphabetical order. Um, <laughs> so Candace, Ebony, Tania, and then I'll circle it back around. Okay. This shouldn't be too hard trying to stick with the theme of the topic. But just to start, if you had to pick between which accessory to get, would you go with a cape or would you go with gloves? Cape. All day. The motion, the movement, the pictures and the wind. Easy. Okay. Ebony? I say, I mean, I'm not a nails girl, but on my wedding day, I'm a nails girl. Like, I'm, I'm not going to cover up. Me personally, I'm not covering up my hand. So, a cape for sure. And the dramatics of the cape are just mm-hmm. everything. Mm, I agree. Tania? I would also choose a cape. I've been seeing a lot these days and I'm just like, oh, where was that? Like, where was that inspiration? Definitely a cape. It was in another part of the internet. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's let us not forget. Let us not forget Solange's cape, though. That was almost a decade ago. But she had a cape. For sure. For the Black Girl Brighties. Like, yes. Are, yes. I think a cape is a good, like, option to avail. Like, you still get that movement. You still get all that. When also, gloves are really inconvenient. Like, yeah, I've yeah. had brides wear gloves, and it's the removal. They get filthy. You're like trying to do your makeup. It's touching things. They're actually not that convenient. That's what I think of when I see gloves. I'm like, how are you? How are you moving around all night with that? Like, that's not uncomfortable. But okay, yeah. we're all and then, on one page. And then if it's mm-hmm. hot, which you usually are hot, your little Look, hands to are gonna be sweaty. You're trying to think about what <laughs> <laughs> my body temperature is like on their wedding day. So I feel like that's not the first time you mentioned something. <laughs> Yeah, I love the look, but I think it's more of a picture thing than a functionality. Right. Like take the picture and take them off. Take Take the picture and take them off immediately. (laughs) All right. So round two, would you prefer for shopping for your wedding jewelry going on AliExpress or going to your local department store? Let's say Dillard's just because mamas love Dillard's. Oh, see, once you made it Dillard's, I'm like, oh. I'm going to say local department store just because okay. the on I love it online, but stuff takes a long time to get here. Stuff can come and be broken. It can come and just not be what you expected. I would rather just know maybe I paid 20 more dollars, but I have it. It's done. That's it. Okay. So I'm going to go on Alibaba or whatever it's called. AliExpress. And <laughs> both. There's both. There's two different ones. But I am a prepared shopper. Like I know that when I'm ordering off a certain site that I'm going to have to go ahead and give myself a little more cushion just in case the picture doesn't match what I got. And now I got to. And plus, of course, the shipping is probably going to take a minute. So I'm going to shop ahead. I'm going to save me a couple dollars, hopefully. And I'm going to go online and do AliExpress. Okay. Tania. If you've heard other episodes, I'm going to have to go to the Macy's or Dillard's or to whatever store that has my earrings or my jewelry, my bracelet and all that because mm-mm, I don't trust myself. Bring back Charm and Charlie's. You know yourself. Hello? You know what? Charm and Charlie's, yes. Yes. Yeah. Charm and Charlie's got the girl. If y'all are listening. I think they're technically still open. They just closed here. Well, bring it back to Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they closed a lot of stores yeah. actually but they did Charmin Charlie's used to get the girls when I say together together because the great thing about Charmin Charlie's is they weren't just like a it was almost like a grown up Claire's 
Indefinitely. But they organized by color, by occasion, right. by everything. So you can just go into a section, like if you were doing a pop of color, and you can get your life. Charmer Charlie mm-hmm. was, I mean, if they're online still, that's phenomenal. I'm sure online is probably even better, but going into that store was like, oh, I'm, you got to find what you're looking for here. Like, where else you going to find a color-coordinated purse, shoe, shoes, <laughs> earrings? Like, they all think. It was everything. Oh, about the brick and mortar stores? We I totally forgot about Charmer Charlie's, but yeah, it really was. That was definitely the store. Mm-hmm. It was a grown-up players, but... And I don't think there's another store like that. Mm-mm. It's not. Because everything's no. like moving online. Yeah. yeah. No, there's no other accessory, solely accessory based store mm-hmm. that really services like from your wedding day to just your everyday. Like there's nothing like it. So Charlie mm-hmm. Charlie's, if you listen, you miss Come back. That really just took me back like a decade. Um, okay. I would also say department store. So round three, which stylist would you prefer to have? The bridal stylist that puts you in dresses that are outside your budget or the bridal stylist that makes sure you only try on four gowns because you got an hour for this appointment? The latter, because (laughs) I don't play about budget. There's no need to even... We're not going to play about budget. That's too too much of a finite thing and too much of a serious thing for her to be Mm -hmm. putting you in dresses that are... $5,000 $5,000 over because you're going to love it. Of course. We always like the right. Like We always want the things. So I wouldn't even pretend like, let's try on a, no, that's not in the budget. I don't want it. Give me the four dresses and maybe you're strict, but that's safer. I'm not going to end up crying in the car after. I mean, I hate both of these girls that right. you described. I was like, no, I <laughs> but um, I would say if you're a good stylist that the latter would be better on both parts because you can make four dresses feel like eight Yeah. if you really like doing the things. like Jack her up. If I know she got four dresses, baby, we're jacking up every dress. Yeah. <laughs> we're taking our time here. We're really going to make sure you don't or do want this dress. And I feel like that's an easier pull than trying to have a conversation about why you ain't got enough money. Why you got to refinance your house for this dress that I tried over you? Like, why you bring that much money with you? You don't got nobody to borrow from? Like, I don't have time for that conversation. So I'd rather just take my time and make these four dresses feel like 50. A fantasy. (laughs) I'm trying to dress inside out. Yeah. I'm doing something. (laughs) Inside out. Four dresses. Yeah, I'm also going to go with the four dresses because I'm all about my money. I'm all about my budget. And so definitely I can't, I mean, it'd be great to try on a five to $10,000 dress. It'd be great. But will I actually drop the coin? No, I wouldn't even feel comfortable doing that just on an everyday basis. It has to be something like of like something I can use over and over again. I'm not going to be in my wedding dress over and over again. So, and even if I resell it, it's going to be half the price. So, yeah, no. If you can resell it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. I'm definitely going to go with the four dresses in an hour. I'm just like, in an hour? It takes you about like 10 minutes to get into one dress, though, at times. This is an hour is actually perfect because yeah. it's going to seem like we put you in so many things in this hour. That's going to, you can stretch that. You can make that be like the most productive hour you've ever had. Yeah. Y'all are professionals. <laughs> and so, <laughs> but like to like strap you in, you know, put all the clips. That's like, 
eight minutes right there anyways but i'm with y'all on the four dresses because let's us not forget how expensive alterations are and so that's not even we just talking about buying the dress we ain't talked about nothing beyond it so yeah exactly like mm -mm. don't have time all right final round which would you prefer to happen on the wedding day? The zipper breaking on your dress or your heel breaking on your shoe? That's actually really easy. Zipper breaking because when you have a great stylist like a Coco Bride, we usually, somebody's going to have a sewing kit. Whether I have to sew you in that dress, hot glue you in that dress, whatever, we're going to get you in that dress. Heel breaking, it's not much you can do about that. Like now you and your mama's shoes trying to go down the aisle. But zipper, you might not ever be able to, Fix it again, but we're gonna zip. We're gonna sew you in that dress for the day. So zipper, a million down. That actually happens. Uh, I've had that. Um, I agree, but I, I would still choose no shoes. I'll be honest. Even if I could, even if I can sew a zipper in, and I can, it's a lot of stress pressure. It, it, maybe put on your mama's shoes and get on somewhere. <laughs> I feel Ooh, like that's just an easy panic. because here's the thing. Even if you have a shoe as a focus, like even right. if you're a shoe girl. Most of them girls won't be wearing their shoes down the aisle. Like, right. let's be real. That's a picture. They're setting it up. They're like, oh, girl, this is going back in the closet. I'm not wearing these. Down the aisle. So right. I feel like a girl will be less heartbroken over wearing someone else's shoe because no one yeah. looks at your feet. Or send somebody to Target. But if I accidentally sew the zipper in a, you know, in a mm. faster pace and maybe now the back of your dress look like a snake, everybody's going to see that. The back of the dress is the feature. That's what the audience sees. So. That's true. For me, that's too much pressure to be a seamstress in 10 minutes. I don't have time for that. I didn't even think about that. I've had a zipper break at a wedding. It was a bridesmaid. But I've had that scenario happen. I've never had a shoe. So I think my brain is like, I've had to save the day for the zipper. Shoe. I am going to choose the heel breaking on my shoe. Because I'm coming out of those anyway. And I'm pretty sure I brought flats and I'm pretty sure my mama brought flats. Well, I know for sure that my mama brought flats because she don't like wearing heels at all. So, <laughs> so I don't mind. I don't mind. So I'm definitely going to go with the heel being broken because I'm kicking those off anyway. And my dress is going to be long. It's going to cover my feet. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm going with y'all on the heels. I'm going to just throw on my Birkenstocks and we just going to roll through it. Like, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> and you know what I'm thinking? My dress was that column dress. You could see my feet, so I couldn't just have nobody's shoes. That's true. And I was sewn into my dress. So I'm like, I, I was, <laughs> I was Wait, sewn in my dress. You were sewn in your dress that day? Like, I had them, the way that I had her alter it, I even had her alter it within like an inch smaller. So it was, I was like, I probably couldn't get in the dress the next morning because I had it like, it was molded to my body. Wow. I couldn't sit, but I knew I was changing. So I was like, just make me so snatched at the altar. Who cares after that? Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Make my rib cage. Right. Wait, so how did you get out of the dress then? I mean, we zipped it, but it was just like, once I took <laughs> it off, it was never going back on. <laughs> <laughs> but the pictures look good. I mean, nah. <laughs> the purpose was served. The purpose was served, so yeah. yes. And if there's any moment to basically not breathe <laughs> after I breathe after I was good, 
But in exactly. that moment, that's the one time. Well, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be really good at sewing in zippers right. by the time you need it. <laughs> I promise. Yes. Well, that was fun. We can now dive into the world of dress shopping. What to know, what to be prepared for, the different types of dress shopping that are now available to us because dress shopping has evolved, especially I feel like on this side of the pandy, like there are so many options that were not available even three, four, five years ago. So, and the girls need to know what to do, when to start shopping, who to bring, what to expect when they're there. Because some of these articles are misleading online. They tell you one thing and then you get to the store and it's completely different. Um, So, yeah. All right. So, of course, we're talking about the different bridal shopping experiences. Can you all name some of the newer experiences that we're seeing um, in 2023? I don't know if I would say newer or more. People are just more aware of them. But I think online shopping in the way that bridal Bridal companies are doing it now is new. Before, you would have to order a wedding dress off of whatever website and pray to God that it doesn't come to fit your dolls. Like, that's legit. We've had so many brides come in. They're like, I put in my custom instruments and, like, the dress is, like, big enough for a Barbie. So now with um, people having inventory and being able to send you dresses and do virtual trials, which was kind of birthed out of the pandemic since we weren't able to go and move around. I think um, that's one thing that people are more aware of. And I, you know, I thought initially it would be a pandemic thing, but also we don't know when, whenever the blurred lines of the pandemic are, as far as stopping, I think people are still in that space of not necessarily being 100% comfortable with leaving the house or maybe not able to leave the house. So having that virtual shopping experience um, is not necessarily new, but it is, I feel like I see a heavier presence online in the way of more and more companies are doing it. And only that, like, it's not like a bridal store was a brick and mortar and then they just did the virtual. These are like solely virtual storefronts, if you will, that offer brides to select dresses from a online inventory <clears throat> and get the dresses at home, try them on in the comfort of their home and give all the supplies to send them back and make their purchase without ever talking to anyone else if they didn't want to. So that's one of the, I think, most freshest ways I've seen brides being able to get their gowns. Yeah, I think uh, technology and access has changed it the most. Like even just Stuff like Rent the Runway, where it's like you can have these designer dresses or like an Amazon closet where like you can order five dresses. I'm going to mm-hmm. try one on and send the other four back. Or people are doing more like destination shopping trips where it's like I'm going to fly to Houston with my mom. We're going to go to these 10 stores. We don't live here. I'm going to find a dress on this trip and then I'm going to come back because I want exclusivity. Whereas I think before it was like you walk into David's, you get your dress. That's it. Mm-hmm. I think now people are trying to make it more experiential. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I feel that people are moving away from going to like the brick and mortar stores nowadays. I think, in my opinion, because I heard um, I was talking to um, actually it was a bridesmaid, but she was saying that like she went to David's and like they were saying that it would take like four or five months for her dress to be in, and it's like, well, 
I'm not going to do that. Or I'm just going to go down to another store or go online and order this exact same dress and it'll get here quicker. So I'm not quite sure what's going on with that, but I feel like people are like, okay, yeah, I need to, I need to find a, um, like a different way to shop or I need to find a different, a different alternative to shop. I think for bridesmaids, I think bridesmaids is going completely online. Finding, going That's to true. be able to go on a store, mainly because of the amount of colors, silhouettes and sizes, it's a lot wider for bridesmaids or mother of the bride. So I think that is almost, there's so many websites that are just for bride, Azazi and all these like specific and normally now people have bridesmaids all over the country and it's like you can all go on one website, order this dress, get it to your house, send me a picture and call it a day. I feel like bridesmaids is totally virtual now. And then they make it, I mean, the websites, even the people who do have physical spaces, the websites mm-hmm. are so easy now, the way that you can see samples. You can do virtual trials for bridesmaids. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's way too easy to do bridesmaids. And that dress is less of a risk. Right. So That's if true. it comes in... You know, not a hundred percent. No one's like, uh, you know, it's not as it's not as much as emotion pull right. the from fine. that garment than it is the bridal dress. But I will say, Tania, that I don't think people are. I see a lot of people still shopping brick and mortar. I think though, it's really generational. I think people who are I'm not calling us old ladies. We're still very young, <laughs> but I think people who are old enough to get married technically and younger than us, like. I would even say like 21 mm-hmm. to 25, 26, they are just in an era of quick, fast, and in a hurry. And so for them, going to a brick and mortar store and someone telling you, you can't have what you want for six months, seven months is like, I know you lying. Like they don't understand the concept because mm-hmm. everything in their generation is instant gratification. So they're used to going on a website, going on an Instagram. I mean, you can even shop from an Instagram post now. So I think that's just generational. I see girls who are more 25 and up, maybe even closer to 30 and up. Those girls want experience because we're the type of women sometimes we need a face to the name to who's servicing me with that type of money. And a lot of those women feel more comfortable to have a physical place to go if something possibly goes wrong or if they have questions or concerns because online is great but sometimes it is like online shopping it is a customer service you do have to wait on the phone if something goes on so you know i think the older girlies are like oh i don't have i rather wait i rather pre-plan i rather schedule out a year i rather do my research um and also they like experience Mm-hmm. You know, they're in a space where they're bringing their grandmothers and their mothers and this is, you know, tradition and this is that. So they want experience and you really, I mean, you could do a virtual try on, I guess, in front of everybody, but it would probably feel weird <laughs> so, instead of going to a store. This, I accidentally had this conversation with somebody today because they asked about um, like virtual shopping. I think for luxury, brick and mortar is never going to be finished. Mm-hmm. I can get my groceries to my house. I can get my little fashion over dress to my house. But diamonds, $3,000 dresses, like luxury items, whether it's walking into a Neiman Marcus, walking into a jewelry store, walking into a bridal store, I feel like those things, that investment kind of stuff, cars even, we have CarMax, I can just drop the car off. But it's something about going to a dealership, test driving it, seeing what I'm putting my money on, I feel like will never truly be finished, especially because a lot of times 
the moms or the older or maybe the one spending the money and she needs to see where her four thousand dollars is going and they probably came up too like on that time of like the say yes to the dresses and like the whole fanfare of like going dress shopping so it's like when that time finally comes it's like oh okay this is all an activity that we're all going to do this is going to be an experience we're going to have versus I don't really know if Gen Z was watching for weddings or like watching say yes the way we were (laughs) right I think it'll be interesting to see like for people who were maybe more impacted, like you said, by the lack of those shows or pandemic and being super virtual with clothing, like how that, but I don't know. I think it's something about the luxury market that won't be affected as hard because you can't beat that experience. You just can't have that moment in your house the same way for any luxury item. Very true. Well, like I should have clarified, like I meant like the, like the popular places, um, like people are going to like independent owned or people that they see on Instagram who have opened up shop. But it's like very independent. It's only that one shop. There's not multiple shops around the world. Um, I should have, mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I should have clarified that. But exclusive, you know, like yeah, yeah. There you go. So for the girls that don't know, how soon should the brides like start their shopping experience? I wonder if we're gonna say the same thing. I was literally about to be like, I'm gonna let you go first to see what you say. People are gonna think we're freaking married. Okay. Um <laughs> I I like a year. I like a year. Um I think that there's so many other elements in your wedding that needs time to plan. I mean, I always tell brides like, you know, you can't just like think that you're gonna Sometimes you do find the DJ. Maybe you just know the DJ or you find... But, like, sometimes vendors... It takes a minute to really find that vendor. And also, like, it's almost a little bit of an interview. Sometimes you got to make sure that you're comfortable with that vendor. Photography is a big one. Like, there may be a couple photographers that you have to... uh, Maybe more than a couple, actually. Quite a few photographers that you have to reach out to to make sure that they understand your vision. You like how they shoot. You mesh well, because that's important, I think, with photography. So I think a year just gives you a lot of time to plan your wedding. So you need to also include your attire in that in that early part of your time frame. Like, you wouldn't go book your venue, not on purpose, I don't think. Sorry if that is you. But I don't think nobody would book their venue on purpose, like, three months before their wedding, unless they, like, really, really had to. Or, right. But, like, if you, if you ideally, you book your venue and your earlier stuff, like, in enough sufficient time. You want the specific date. You want to make sure, like, you can get exactly what you want. So there's no difference to me in what you're wearing, especially if you don't have any idea or you have a really specific idea. It may not just be you walk into a store or you go online and it's bittery boppity boo. So... A year, I think, gives you a lot of time to sit with it, make sure you're making right decisions in that way, and you're not going into it with a dress that you would have just worn to the prom. Like, you want to be able to have those decisions really finite and really, it's a lot of money. (laughs) And you want to be happy at every turn if you can. And you give yourself cushion and contingency for things to go wrong. Like, it's like building a house. You need a contingency fund. So that's the same with time. Like you need to give yourself a couple months of whatever alterations or whatever mm-hmm. that is too. So yeah, I was gonna say a year. It's strictly logistical for me. Stuff takes time to get shipped in. Mm-hmm. You need time for alterations, 
for me, starting like the type A planner in me, starting from the top of priority and budget, I don't want to tap. I don't want to exhaust my budget and then get my dress mm -hmm. in case I need to be like, actually, let's take some out this DJ budget. I want to do that on the front end. And I think people, yes, we I've sold a dress to a bride on a Wednesday who was getting married on a Saturday, but that's not ideal. So I would say give yourself at least a year. And most likely that was a dress that she wasn't necessarily like walking in her first time. It's like, girl, listen, they didn't burn my dress. Right. It was like a, you know, last minute <laughs> thing. But it's like you need two months for alterations. You need seven months for it to get shipped in. Like I can't I can't plan my bridesmaids till I have my dress. So I say a year at least when girls come in like I'm not getting married to 2025. Is that crazy? I'm like, actually, no. Right. And you might decide you want to go custom and that takes even longer. So a year. And bridal don't change that much. I mean, I hate to, that's probably something that you probably shouldn't say as a bridal stylist, but it's like car shopping. Like, you know how cars only change their body type like every five years? Like, even though the, you know, people, the fashion girls can style and you can add pieces and do things that make the dress feel different. But in hindsight, there's like maybe a handful of base styles that every girl is going to gravitate towards. She's just going to kind of freak it in her own unique way, maybe, but mm -hmm. there's not that many ridiculously normative styles that people pick from that you need to, like, you just, there's not going to be any difference. I think a lot of times the girls don't want to shop so early because they feel mm -hmm. like, well, what if something else come out? I was going to say. I'm like, nothing else? I promise you, nothing else. <laughs> Right. Don't wait until you lose weight to go shopping. Well, I can't awesome, go shopping man. yet because I got to get these 20 pounds off. And that's fine. You can shop now and know right. what you want. And then you can either, we can take it in or, but I've had so many brides like, well, I'm just looking now because I'm going to wait till I lose the weight. And you might, you might not, but don't wait on that because the shipping is going to take the same time. The, the shipper, <laughs> right. the, the company, the factory doesn't care if it's a 16 or eight. It's going to take the same amount of time. Right. True. <laughs> That's very that true. <laughs> That's a whole other liaison. Of <laughs> you lose the weight before your wedding. But what you were saying, Eb, about like how styles over time, like how we're not really changing it up too, too much. I was just thinking, I saw this uh, a bride the other day um, in a like strapless like real uh, beaded, like uh, bodice. It was a it was a fit, uh, mermaid style, so it was like very beaded with the like frilly kind of tool at the bottom or whatever. And I was like, you would think we're in 2017. You would think we're in 2019. It doesn't like the girls are still going towards fit and flare mermaids. Like it doesn't matter what year. And yeah, cyclical, cyclical, mm -hmm. right? And you do get like you you do get where you can kind of pinpoint where a bride got married or like a slew of brides got married in a certain dress. Like I got married in 2015. So y'all know what kind of dress I got married. Like, you know, like that is the trend of that year. But in general, the silhouettes, there's not any new silhouettes that get introduced. There's the, the standard silhouettes. Um, there's, there are in a way, I mean, I see designers all the time um, and I'm like, oh, that's a different way to do that. Right. But it's still that. It's still that thing. So waiting on a trend to, or waiting on a style to be some mystical style that you made up in your head to be introduced because the dress that you fell in love with, you just think something is better. Then A, it's probably not your dress. If you're like, something got to be better, then that's probably not your dress. And B, girl, I promise you, 
it's not there's there's no mystical unicorn of a dress like magically coming unless you're getting it made custom so we went to bridal market like to see the next season of dresses yesterday one of the first dresses we saw we walked into one of the most popular designers high neck long sleeve shoulders mm. and i was like not we're, we're in the eight, 1983 mm -hmm. right i mean it was beautiful but it's just there were tears big layer tears like 80s like okay we're literally resetting and starting over and it's like people say like there's no more new meats coming out like there's no more new animals coming out right there's no more new it's just gonna be a ball gown it's gonna be fitted it's gonna be beaded it's gonna be lace but literally it was 1980 that's hilarious and a lot of your creativity is just gonna come from your styling mm -hmm. that's it everybody's it, this is the same pair of jeans you just gonna wear yours with chucks you're gonna wear yours with heels you're gonna wear yours <laughs> with glitter chucks you're gonna wear like <laughs> and that's fine that's the point of it that's the point of a dress not just being people not just wearing a dress like they accessorize it you wear right. even if you don't wear a veil like you, you put your own style in it. and i love to see the girls do that because mm -hmm. then i see who you are as a bride like all i wear is gold jewelry now i just wear minimal gold jewelry i'm not doing too much like i love that for girls but i just don't want people i hope people take away and i hope there's enough media like this that people can understand that y'all gotta stop wait last minute <laughs> I was like, no matter what, even if you think you're simple, you still need a year. Even if you want a simple mm -hmm. plunge spaghetti strap, nothing on a dress, you still need a year. Yeah, please. You just stress. Especially because I'm still hearing about like delays that are popping Girl. up where it's like, oh, my dress was supposed to arrive in like right. six months, but now it's going to be closer to like eight. Twelve. Just give yourself twelve because it's going to. Stuff literally gets stuck on the boats. They literally get stuck in ports. They get stuck in, um, they get stuck in customs mm -hmm. and your dress will be sitting there for two months. And it's nothing, No, we, there's literally nothing we can do about it. We can't drive and get it. So just give yourself a Also, even if it gets here and the passes customs, I mean, we are having issues here in the U.S. with FedEx and UPS and yeah. even Amazon ain't priming like it used to prime, baby. Next day is not next day. Delivery. Yeah, I'm like, wait a minute, three days. Okay, yeah. how much money? Okay. Right. Hello. So it's like <laughs> everything is slowing down because the influx of online shopping has arrived, right? Mm -hmm. Like people are using the mail in that way to get everything, like everything. Mm -hmm. So they don't care if you're getting a wedding dress. They're not going to be like, oh, okay, don't put that toaster on the boat. Turn right. dress. Like they don't know what is looking at the packages like that. So. Right that extra time just gives the world time to do what it needs to do while you're like, okay, my dress is in the works and I got a year. It, even if it's delayed by two months, I'm still good. It just gives you that time to breathe and to plan the rest of your wedding happily. And mistakes, if, if a mistake happens, then you can plan a better plan B than some of the plan Bs that girls who only have Wednesday to Saturday to plan. So more time, the better. I mean, honestly, if you want to start above a year, I ain't too mad either. But a year at the minimum. If nothing else gets on this podcast, one year. <laughs> if y'all hear nothing else, if y'all are like, what's going on? One year. When, just for that as a hashtag. One year. <laughs> one year. <laughs> All the styles around the world are going to cheer. That is hilarious. So... Y'all told us what we should do. What should we not do when it comes to the dress experience, the bridal dress experience? What should we not do? And it could be anything. Because you already told us that we should have our dress or like we should start shopping for our dresses in yeah. one year. So what should we not do? Um, going off of this or that, I'm budget. You know your, I don't think you should, if you have a budget, 
stay in that budget and be realistic about your budget. And no, I have to ask, like, is that out the door? If you tell me $3,000, is that the dress or is that the dress alterations, your shoes, your jewelry? Like, and I think you need to stick to that because it can get in a very sticky place of bigger, better, ooh, lights, ooh, sparkly. And now we're like, so it's 8500 and you are, it's madness. So budget is big for me. Um, family dynamics and stuff is a tricky. I feel like the do not of that is a different, it's very tricky. But I always just try to have people remember why you're buying this dress and what you're here for. Because you can get caught up in a lot of other things. So focus Find, make your budget finite and remember why you're doing this. Um, you have very great answers. I mean, I just, I mean, they're so put together. Um, I would say to bite off what you just said and probably my ebony way of saying it is more, number one, if you're a self-shopper, if you're someone who's like, I can do this, I can plan where I'm going to go, I'm going to shop, self-shopper, do your research. There are a lot of times I have service brides inside of a bridal store that have no idea what this bridal store is about. Meaning like every bridal store does have the basic needs of a bride, but most bridal stores are going to create a certain niche or space that is unique to them. And that is where their brides will resonate, whether it's exclusivity where you need a bridal store to really have a curvy girl section that is not just 14 through 20 or just five dresses in a size 30. Um, like truly, if that is what you need, you need to research that. You need to make sure they can service you well. If you are a super petite girl, we get, we used to get that all the time at a former bridal store I worked at. Mm -hmm. Super petite girls almost are underserviced because we do, highlight the curvy girls we should because there isn't there isn't enough space for that either but the petite girl the double zero the true double zero the 411 girl the that girl you need to make sure that you research just like you would research where to buy petite pair of pants you need to do the same for your bridal store um or whatever uh, unique experience that you prefer or you feel comfortable with you need to really do your due diligence and make sure that you're not just going to different bridal stores because everybody wants to have a day of it. Because I've seen brides do that, give up their moment for everyone else's enjoyment. And by the fourth bridal appointment, she's crying in my bosoms. And I'm like, well, girl, I just met you, but what's going on with it? Like, it's because they're so overwhelmed. Um, and they haven't seen anything that they love because whoever made the appointments for them didn't even research what kind of experience, what kind of dress, what kind of anything. So research is crazy important. Whether you self-shop or you hire someone, like the Coco Bride, um, and you relay their vision, like she's going to have to do research to find what you're mm -hmm. looking for. Can I jump in what you were just saying? Yeah, but okay. I'm probably forgetting my thought. But it's no, don't forget it. Okay, yeah. say it. No, I didn't really remember it. So. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, yes, I've had brides who are like, I help, I do scheduling of the appointments. Mm. I've had brides like, I want to go to XYZ store. And I'm like, okay, well, this is a boho store and you want a beaded ball gown, but it's just a name they've heard or it's mm -hmm. just a thing or they drove by it. So I think that's, a, and now you're in the store, like, y'all don't have anything I like, but it's like, well, I mean, you booked the appointment here. So yes, I definitely think pre-research is big for whoever is booking. Yes. And, and then I said budget. Right. Okay. So budget for me is a big one, something that you should research. But I think that's, I think the reason why I didn't want to mention it anymore, because that's part of your research. Like when you're setting your 
your budget for everything that that should be your your means all and when you're researching you have to ensure that you do know the price point of the bridal store Mm -hmm. you do understand how they work and a lot of times even though six months to a year is a long time for a dress to come you know a lot of girls who need to schedule out that money like maybe i want to spend a thousand dollars on a dress but i know i get paid on the 15th and again on the first so i need you know i need to schedule out my money that's great because a lot of bridal stores only need half to order the dress and then the other half when it comes. So knowing those things, who takes a payment plan for my girls on a budget or my girls, not even necessarily on a, everybody's on a budget, but my girls who are on a tighter budget or need more time to pay off things. There's bridal stores now that take physical bridal stores that take Afterpay mm-hmm. and Klarna. There are bridal stores, physical bridal stores that have dresses in stock that you can take home. So if you are, unfortunately, if it, if it's like, oh, I need a dress because of what happened, or if you're just like, girl, listen, I was having a good old time with this engagement, and I forgot we got to get married. So now I'm here three months before my wedding. That's fine, too. There's there's places for that. But I think a lot, not a lot, but I see a majority of girls sometime like deer in headlights. And I don't know if it's because they're such on a cloud that they forget to do the research, or they're letting people like, they're like, oh, I'll handle it for her. And they're not really handling it for her because she's now going to a store that has nothing to do with her wedding like nothing to do with her wedding (laughs) she's you're wasting the time of the yourself the stylist and experience is important lightning doesn't strike twice with experience a lot of times you have a really great experience and come back to that same store because you needed to think about it which is fine and have a totally different experience so all this crazy important when you're getting ready to shop, making sure that you walk in and you're like, I know these people because I didn't follow them on Instagram and social media. I know I want to work with Ebony and I want this because I've seen the dress or something similar. Like you need to go in with a confidence like these people know me because this is important. It's a special day and you don't want to feel like a stranger or outsider somewhere while they're like wearing white gloves and touching your dress and you're like, girl, what is happening here? twilight zone i've had girls like literally freak out because they're one type of girl or need a certain type of experience and they walk into the bridal store that is polar opposite maybe it's her mama's experience but it ain't hers and she's like i'm not into this and the stylist can tell it's not you can't even pull anything out of her and she's just lifeless and now now that's the memory you've molded into your experience when you're finding the gown to marry the love of your life is that I hated the first appointment, every part of it, because I didn't know what was going on and the dresses were too expensive and I couldn't touch nothing and blah, 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 blah. So research. So basically don't go in blind is the main thing. Research. Yeah. Research. Don't go in blind. Now I had no idea that bridal stores were doing afterpay and Karna and all that. Oh, yeah. That's new. Yeah. There's a couple of stores that do, um, Afterpay, I think before Afterpay got so big, some a lot of places still did like a 50% deposit. You pay your deposit and then when your dress comes in or when you come to pick it up, you pay the rest. Mm-hmm. But now I can think of more than one store that does Afterpay. You can do your Apple Pay thing, do your Afterpay. And then, I mean, on the business end, they're getting their money. So they're like, hey, if you want to pay X amount of money every two weeks, that's between you and MasterCard. But yeah, there's a couple places that do have to pay. I mean, you have to come up with, you have to catch up with the times when you're right. on a business. I think that's why there's so many different ways to shop now is because um, if you didn't learn from the pandemic, you have to offer multiple ways to assess you or to 
people to pour money into mm-hmm. you. Everybody, I may have a $3,000 budget and I may be able to pay off the $3,000 by the time I need to, but I may need four payments every two weeks to do that. Right. <laughs> so, you know, it gives, you have to catch up with the times and understand that there's, there's different ways to have a certain amount of money available. Everybody don't have just $3,000 on your credit card and that's fine. Um, as long as they pay it with Klarna or Afterpay, that's mm-hmm. on you if you are lying. Right. But yeah, it's a great option and it's absolutely available in multiple stores. Not even say multiple, but quite a few stores, more stores than you think. I saw somebody tweet something yesterday that was like, um, they done rebranded lay layaway. Yes. And somebody was like, um, no, because back then you could not take home whatever it was until you had paid it off. My mama used to hurt my feelings every time she took me to go make that payment. I'm like, we ain't getting our stuff yet? It was going to stay right in Kmart. She was like, oh, no, right. no. So it is a rebrand, but it's a better way to do it because yeah. you get the goods immediately and you can still take your time and pay. Now, here's the thing. You have to pay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That way, when you didn't make the payments, they just put the stuff back on the floor. See, now right. you actually have the stuff, <laughs> and they don't need their money, or other things are going to probably happen to you and your credit. But it's a great option for the girls who are responsible, <laughs> really pay their bills. Definitely. So, what should brides think about when it comes to their second look? Because we're seeing more and more girls go for that second outfit. Um, now maybe they're not spending as much on that as they are their like primary outfit, but what what do they need to know? Function. I think the main thing of the purpose of the second look is functionality. A lot of times, I think girls, if girls talk about a second look, I know you still want to be cute and sexy, but like changing from your one fitted dress or your one big ball gown to another tight dress with a corset and something that you can't move around might not be the best thing. That's why I love jumpsuits. I love rompers. I love, because for a lot of us, in some capacity, you're like, I want to be able to bend over or sit down or like do the wobble or run around and be like comfortable. So functionality, I think, is the biggest. The rest of the reason you're getting it. So it needs to make sense. Don't just have a part two of another uncomfortable outfit. Yeah, the layout of your wedding is very important. Um, I have brides who change because they want to be more comfortable. I have brides who change because of uh, traditional reasons. Mm -hmm. So... Just knowing the layout of your wedding is very important, but I think this is not the same, but very related to changing at your wedding. I think you just need to understand the timing too. Um, I've been a guest at wedding and people were like, where the bride at? Yeah, you got to know where to put it in your itinerary. <laughs> Everybody like, no, but where the bride at? So, you know, I think um, it's great to have someone who, whether that be uh, someone you hire or someone hopefully at your wedding who is responsible to be like, okay, we got to change. This is your time to pee. This is your time to <laughs> do what you need to do because we don't want to miss your wedding trying to change into multiple things. Right. So um, that's also very important. If you have a time frame on the space that you're getting married in and you know that your ceremony is 30 minutes and your reception is only four hours and you want you know, certain things in your wedding, like the first dances and, you know, the cake and the this and the that, then you know possibly that you may need to just have an outfit you change into to leave, like a send away outfit versus trying to change and do all these things. So it's all about the coordination of what you have going on. I have brides, she's had brides who've changed because they're actual dancers 
and they oh, want to yeah. do a dance and all this stuff. So the coordination of you changing outfits um, is very is a very intentional and has to be well thought out thing because it could go not so great and you can't remember like half of your wedding or your guests start leaving and you're like, but y'all, I'm back and a shiny. It's two piece. Y'all don't want to see me. They're like, it's right. 12 midnight, girl. We don't care. Yeah. <laughs> We're leaving. So just making sure that you're planning it out, not just what you're wearing, but how long you're wearing each thing. So you can get your money out of it too. That makes a lot of sense. Um, now we must ask some questions about the alterations because I don't think we think about the alterations Actually, when we're... I can tell, like, this is your favorite thing in the whole world. When you were planning your wedding, you're like, you know what was fun? Alterations. <laughs> <laughs> that was... I actually enjoyed my time. alterations. I had, I had a lot of fun. I didn't know that alterations were this, like, unknown. Like, or this... And maybe it's because I have a Southern Baptist family. You get in church outfits altered. Like, mm-hmm. so I'm like, y'all don't have a seamstress or y'all don't... Like, mm-hmm. I had a who was Easter outfits were getting altered like as at 10. So when people were like, Oh, I need alterations. I'm like, what do you mean? What are you doing with your But I think that's all, but I think that's also like the people (laughs) that grew up wearing the slip. (laughs) Literally I tweeted yesterday that people aren't wearing slips to church anymore. And that's the problem. That is a problem. That is, that is is. a problem. You can definitely tell. Mm -hmm. I think alterations is an intimidating subject. I don't think it's unknown, yeah. more so it's intimidating because everybody shares their experience of their alterations differently right. based on how educated they were before, right? Right. So the girls who had a great stylist who educated them to the best of their ability, and here's the thing, stylists, most stylists aren't seamstresses. Some stylists know how to sew, they know how to do the things to make sure that you look okay, but like altering a wedding dress is a jam. That's I, mm-hmm. That's a jam. So we can educate you to the best of our ability. And I never lie. I'm like, girl, I don't know. I can call a seamstress. I can ask. But if you're educated well, when you go into your alterations, even if it's about $50, a little more or less, you're like, okay, well, she did tell me it would be, or he did tell me it would be over 300. It's okay. But um, I think the girls who are underserviced in that way during their appointment, whether they forgot to ask um, or the stylist didn't educate them, which, as a stylist, you should, even if they don't ask, you should always educate your bridal mm-hmm. alterations. Um, but whatever the case may be, I think those girls are the girls who are like, okay, strike one. I didn't know my alterations are going to be $400. Strike Which, one. Strike bad. two. I didn't know how to come back here three to four times. Strike three. You know, like you mm-hmm. just, and then it starts becoming a bad, not a, even a bad experience necessarily with the seamstress, but a bad experience from not being fully educated. And then you pass on that story and then you're like, well, my friend, when she got married, she said she paid so much for her alterations and she had to go back this many times. And you're like, well, yeah, girl, that's how much it costs. But as the story goes on, and I think it just becomes a culture of like, you don't know if this don't fit right. We don't, I can't visualize it. I can't see Mm -hmm. it. So I think that's part of it too. Just the fear of the knowledge spreading of other brides. When I think you have to be careful too, because you can do anything to a dress. So when you put a dress on, they're like, oh, we can, girl, we can ask sleeve, we can do this and it. Yes, you can do all of that, but it might cost you the same price as the dress. So I try to, whenever I'm, depending on what we're in and someone asks about alterations, I try to give a high number. 
If I go up on the scale, you're already prepared. And that way, if all you need is a little hem and a little bustle, that's easy. But if you're like, I added beading, I wanted mm-hmm. this done, I wanted that done. And it was like, oh, so this is going to be half the cost of your dress at least. Like, But it's preparing yourself again, research, preparing yourself for it, and budget. So you're not like surprised. Right. And I would even say, just to be a little of a contrarian, I learned that word from her and I never, <laughs> I call my kids contrarians to spit. Anyway, I would say not everything can be done to every dress, right? But that comes into play of, again, your seamstress or someone giving you that knowledge. Because I've had a lot of brides who are like, or I even hear stylists be like, they can do that in alterations, right? We put a lot of weight on alterations. Maybe it's just not the dress if you got to do all that. But like, sometimes you put a lot of weight on the alterations, Mm -hmm. right? You put a lot of, okay, they can add this, they can do this. And here's the thing. Sometimes what I see in my head is not what executes. And then that's, you, you feel like you've wasted, you've wasted money. So I would say that when it comes to alterations, by definition, alterations are just to fit. Mm-hmm. That's literally what I, this is to fit me, right? When you start going into the space of, I want to add, I want to change the structure. And even as simple as like Ashley's second dress, I remember when she DM and she was like, can we do this? Can I do this? Mm-hmm. Like, how is this done? I was like, oh, that's an easy addition. Because that's not an alteration. That's an addition. She's not making it fit you. She's adding it to a pre-existing garment. Adding a detachable skirt is an addition um, or a customization. And I think that's probably where the breakdown goes into alterations versus customizations. Customizations cost a little coin because you're adding design to a pre-existing design. Alterations generally have a standard cost. I'm taking it in. I'm giving you a hem. I'm putting in a bustle. I'm fixing your bust line. I'm putting in cuffs. Those are things to make your dress fit. Customizations or additions are to change it to your personal style or to whatever you see you visualizing. Mm -hmm. And customizations can cost more money. I think that's where people get confused is that when they're in the appointment and they're like, I love this dress. I wish it had a cape attached coming from the back but flipping like all that stuff and they're like yeah they can do that they absolutely can but maybe you can have all the vision in the world for customizations you got to add a coin too right so i think that's part of it is um educating a bride what is actually an alteration just to make this dress fit you properly versus you having vision which is great and customizing your dress to be uniquely or different or you know what you saw in your head or whatever the case that's the difference. I agree. I'll be honest. I didn't even know any of that was doable until I slid in your DMs. I was very grateful because I, I just didn't know. Like, I thought, I thought, I don't know. I thought it was going to require, like, a whole new dress or something. Well, and I think you were just like, no. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you asked me at first something like you wasn't really feeling your second dress anymore. It wasn't like you didn't. Yeah, I wanted to. At first, yeah. I was like, girl, if you don't throw a detachable train on that and get your whole <laughs> life together, he was like, a detachable what? Right. I, I didn't know. And, and, and you killed it because it gave you that flair and that drama that you needed for your wedding mm-hmm. versus just you having like a sexy fitted dress. So. Right. That's where having vision and customization comes into place. That a seamstress is going to achieve that 
but that is not something that's fitted to you. So that is not a mm-hmm. standard cost, well, excuse me, a standard cost um, for a dress. That is something that somebody has to add. They have to make sure it looks intentionally designed in that dress. Like it yeah. came that way. It doesn't look like, oh, they just threw that on last minute. Mm-hmm. It has to look great. So that can come with time. That can come with energy. And they're going to, a seamstress is going to charge you for that. And you want her to charge you for that. If I'm being honest, mm-hmm. if I get a price that's too low on adding a detachable skirt, she's like, I could I could throw it on up for about 50. I'll be like, no, I'm good. Never mind. <laughs> you know, you got to think about yeah. those things. Like, Good work ain't cheap, and cheap work ain't good. <laughs> that's just, can the church say amen? Like, that's just, I don't yeah. understand. Like, that's just in every concept. So I think we have to think through other things when we pick our wedding dresses, and we're picking a dress that is that fitted, mermaid, beaded, all the way down. And then we're surprised when this seamstress is asking me for $500 to make it fit me because I decided to lose weight. And you're like, wait a minute. Yeah, girl. I have to reset the beads on this dress to make it look like it was made for you. So we just have to remember what we're getting into when we're even starting with the dresses that we're picking in the first place too. So what's the timeline? What's the timeline on the alterations? Because if we start shopping for our dress in one year, like Mm -hmm. when should we expect our dress back to go to alterations if needed? Now, this is going to vary per store. So this is another thing where it's like, ask your questions in the store. But typically, if you're getting something shipped in, people are going to start telling you six to eight months, maybe a year. And I think I typically like to tell people six to eight weeks for alterations, depending on what you're getting done, because it's going to be more than one fitting, which is, again, like it was educating. You're going to come. You're going to try it on with the seamstress. She's going to pin you. You're going to come. You're going to try it on again. Might have, it may or may not need more changes. If you're adding things, it might need more fitting. Like you have to give yourself space because you don't want to rush her because you want quality work. Yes, they're going to say, we've done a 24-hour turnaround before. You don't want to have to do that though. No. So giving yourself, I would rather have my dress chilling in the closet right. a month before and just hanging out than it's two days before. And I'm like, I hope I go and this fits, which is why we tell girls, hey, you got to chill out, lose a weight. After that last fitting, that's it. This right. is what you, no juice cleanses the week of the wedding. Like, no cayenne and lemon, like none of that. No, so I so yeah, I tell people give yourself six to eight weeks. Of course, that can fluctuate based on what you're doing, but typically two months is typically enough for alterations. And again, if you're doing custom, that's going to be a whole different timeline. Yeah, you'll hear most of the time in a bridal store, eight to twelve weeks. Mm-hmm. You'll hear most of the time up to three months, just because you have to give yourself time. And if you're a bride who um, I think you mentioned earlier brides going to destination, destination mm-hmm. and finding their dress. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, you know, you have to think about the seamstress work in that. Like if I bought my dress out of state or even in the same state, but hours away from where I it. live, um, I got to make sure that either I have a seamstress that I know that is local to me, or if I am going to dedicate myself to, the seamstress that they refer, or if they have an in-house seamstress, then you got to give yourself that cushion to travel too. Mm-hmm. If you're a destination bride, don't give her the wedding date, baby. You're already in Mexico. Right. <laughs> Tell her when you're leaving. That's a big one. We've, I've had a lot of brides be like, oh, my wedding is May 1st. But girl, you didn't tell her she was taking a month. Or portraits. Some girls want to do portraits, portraits before. Or things. So you have to take all that into account. So mm-hmm. for some girls, if you're doing something that requires you to have your gown before your actual wedding day, then of course your, your alterations are going to need to 
reflect that as well. So that's why it's very important to keep up with the timelines of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. If you have a second dress that she needs to alter, then you got to get that baby girl a little more time. So you may start a little bit earlier than eight weeks, you know? Right. So if you have, if you're bringing people with you, like if your mom is like, well, I want her to alter my dress too, or the bridesmaids are like, let's just all do the same. Have conversations with your seamstress to ensure that they can execute you all in eight weeks or do the bride, does the bride need to come earlier or whatever that case may be? Because all those factors especially if it's a small town seamstress who is only her, right? She doesn't have a team. If she's doing eight dresses, you got to give her time to execute each dress appropriately or everybody going to be looking crazy. So the general answer definitely is the eight to 12 weeks, but it always, you're always going to have specifics based on the factors of your, your wedding that you just need to ask out loud. Mm-hmm. And we see a lot of timeline stuff with because we're in such a metropolitan city. We have people like you know visiting, or I go to school, but my family's here, and it's like okay, if you if you go to Kleinfeld in New York, are you gonna be able to go to alterations there three times? Because we have people like I want you guys to do it because this is where I am. Okay, as long as I've had brides who are like you know what, when I come over Thanksgiving break, then when I come over Christmas break, like they make it work. But you need to make sure it's not now an inconvenience that your dress is five hours away and you you haven't done your second appointment yet. Mm-hmm. So it's all, it's the organization planning it out. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. I had no mm-hmm. idea. Then they come with the things. I mean, yeah. that's why, listen, it don't have to be a lot on you. It baby. doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, there's so many resources now. I mean, Candace does a great job, but there's a, stylists who just dedicate themselves to taking out the brunt work like planners like books where you can okay this yeah. so i know i can you said six weeks all right and you said this like write it down because you're not gonna remember it all it's a lot and your first appointment like your dress appointment it's a lot it's a whirlwind there's champagne your mom's crying they're talking numbers they're talking dates you're like where am i and mm-hmm. we can spit it out and retain it because we do it every day but for the average person by the time you go to that brunch after your appointment and have that thermosa, you're like, I don't even know mm-hmm. where I am. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a lot. And that's okay. That's why I'm like, ask questions. Talk. Don't just go to TikTok and get on Bride Talk and hope they tell you because it's going to be a lot of misinformation. There's a Bride Talk? There's a wedding yes. talk. It's a whole... Oh. It's a black yes. hole. Grandma is a lot. Okay. And, and you're exactly right. They... You're getting advice from other brides, not right. real it's the the experts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the blind leading the blind. It's the bad budget mm-hmm. leading the bad budget. It really is. Because I'll be watching like, no, 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 no. Like Don't y'all are just being that. cheap. Like, yeah, not Don't have that on there. Yeah. And I like to save. Yeah. But there's a way to do it. But be for real, too. And why, why are you cutting corners for your wedding? You like anything... Be for real. In some of these talks, I'll show you the wedding talks. It's the I don't think I want to see it. It's mayhem. I think I'm going to cry. Some people, I think, are trolling, but we'll, we'll, that's a whole nother. Wedding talk <laughs> is a different animal. Sheesh. Yeah. Sorry. I'm not going So, just uh, like one or two more questions. So, when should, well, hold up. Is there ever a reason for someone to not need alterations? So yes, I've had corsets. If you want to save an alteration, a dress with a corset in it is going to do a lot because it's okay. a little more customizable. 
but not needing alterations at all. Rare because it's like height based. Now I do have some girls that are like, what shoe do I need? So this dress doesn't need a hem. And I'm changing after, so I don't need a bustle. That's very situational, but I think it's best to go in assuming alterations. And if you just so happen to be this designer's exact size 12, that's great. But I think more times than not, we see people who you at least need a little, a little pin in here or a little, it's very rare to need nothing. Even in bridesmaids, it's rare to need nothing. I mean, I'll say it in this way, like, hey girl, this is your wedding. So you ain't got to do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, we can bobby pin you at the bottom of your arms. We've all seen that. Pull it. We've all seen that. So I always just give them real life scenarios of like, hey, you have a strapless dress. It has to fit like a bra. Does this feel like a bra to you right now? If it doesn't, then you need to go somewhere to make you feel like a bra. Or you're going to be jiggling like a bag of change all night. So I'll, listen, the ball is in your court. But I would say there are some girls that in a fitting, it does it right up. It does feel amazing. It does feel like she can walk out there or we even make a joke like, girl, we can get your fiance and we can do this right now. Right. However, you're usually not getting married that same day and you're usually not getting married even that same week. And we're most broad people who identify as women or who are naturally born women, actually not even people identify as women, natural born women. Our hormonal changes make us fluctuate. Even if you're the same way, you might not be the same inches. You might not. Things change. So I would say to that point, it's very dangerous. I, I tend to not even say like, oh, you don't need no, because there's no way I can predict how big or small or whatever, any part of your body is going to be two months before your wedding. So I would say with that, always just burst it based on the couple of months, that alterations time frame that you were given. At that time, try your dress, right? Like if, if you're a person who has gotten their dress, whether it be off the rack where you've had it for a while or it came in and you still have like a couple months before you would start alterations, I would highly suggest if you live with your person or not, going somewhere, or maybe taking a friend with you, trying on your dress and seeing how your body fits in that dress at that moment. Sit down. If it feels, dance. yeah, sit down, dance, like take it on a test run. Um, especially if you are maybe deciding not to get certain alterations, um, or any at all, I would take it for a test run. I would make sure I would be in it. I would, if you could, I would be in it for an hour. If I'm being honest, I would be in it for an hour. It's just like practicing your heels, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you're wearing heels at your wedding, it's kind of, and you don't really wear heels on a daily basis. Any kind of silly to wait on your wedding day to see if you're going to fall or not. Like, <laughs> no. So it's the same thing, I think, with anything that has to fit on your body or be like, you know, custom fit and comfortable on your body. Try to, I mean, an hour is excessive, but if you can, really stand it for an hour, really take that girl on a ride because you're going to be mostly, even if you're changing, you're going to be in that dress at least an hour or two. So make sure that two months or three months before your wedding that your body hasn't had any changes that you just didn't recognize in yourself, right? And then you can decide, like, okay. I don't think I need alterations. I can get a second opinion. Maybe I can call that bridal store and I can say, hey, can I bring my dress in and y'all can just give me some advice on if you think I should invest into these type of alterations or what alterations I should invest in. Bridal stores are loved. They, they don't do that. No one's going to be like, no, you bought the dress. We're over. I mean, I hope not. But, you know, bridal stores usually will be, they, they want you to be, they want you to feel your best. They want you to be comfortable. They want you to have the budget closest to what you thought it was going to be. That's what bridal stores and that's what stylists want we want our brides to be happy because when you take that picture and you feel your best self and you're sharing it and it's going viral and you tag the store or you tag the stylist 
that's that's our business card. So we it makes no sense for us not to make sure that not only do you look good, but you feel good about your purchase. So that would be my suggestion. Instead of just totally saying, okay, girl, avoid it. I would just make sure in that time frame, right before you're about to start alterations, that you get a second opinion or you just really feel comfortable in the dress the same way you did the first day when you, you know, said yes to it. All right. So when should you start putting the look together, like jewelry, shoes, all that? Like when should you start? Um, I don't think that timeline is, you mean like just the envisioning it or the like the physical? It? Well, I mean, envisioning it, yes. But then also like going out to buy these items or like going online to search for these items. Like at what point? should you start that process? But then also at what point should you have them in hand? Um, a lot of stores now, especially if you're talking jewelry and accessories, a lot of stuff stores now because they know online and that kind of thing, they are, you get jewelry and accessories there. Shoes is a little trickier. I don't know as many stores that do shoes, but most places now you can, if you just want your little dangly earrings or your necklace, you can get that. And I think for a good styling I think that creates the vision because typically you're going to have questions on like, well, this is strapless. Do I need a necklace? Mm -hmm. Or if I'm wearing this veil, what earrings go with this? So I personally like to style them all together. That to me, that is style. Like I don't want to just give you this good pair of jeans and be like, now go do whatever you want to do with it. Like mm -hmm. to me, they kind of need to do all. And shoes might be a little more personal because you might know you want to wear your sparkly chucks or you want to do your, but for me, like you said, you said you would be a Dillard's girl or Macy's because you know your little last minute. I'm just like, while you're in the brain of my bridal look, I like to just get it all done then. Even if you like, I know I'm going to go online and get a pear-shaped drop earring right. and get it out the way. So I'm sooner, but sooner than later is always best for me. I agree. A hundred percent I agree. And I would even say, and I never really, you know, I'm going to start saying this to my brides. I, I just thought about this in my head. I would actually say, if you can, kind of have the idea of the shoe you're going to wear on your wedding day. Because here's the thing. I personally am not a heel girl. Even when I like, I wear them, but not. It's not my favorite thing to do. I'm a sneaker girl. I'm a barefoot girl. Whatever. So when I got married, I knew where my wedding was going to be on a beach, and I knew I wasn't wearing shoes. I'm barefoot on the beach. So no matter what my dress looked like, I'm barefoot on the beach. So that's part of styling and visualizing what you're wearing. If you know that you're a heel girl and you're wearing your Manolos, you're wearing your Lubes on your wedding day. And you know the certain height that you can walk in because you walk in heels. You may not know the specific shoe, but you know that you're wearing a heel. Mm -hmm. Then I already come in with that mentality. I do see a lot of girls who come in with shoes. And I, I, know, love, that. I, love, I know a lot of bridal stores sometimes discourage shoes. Mm -hmm. But I love shoes. Even if you're, you may not use them for the try-on, that's, that's a lot. Yeah, I'll be honest. We're trying on dresses over and over and over, girl. We, we just be flat-footed and happy. But I think when you are in a dress that you feel like is your dress, I think putting on those shoes or the heel height or like similar shoes. Mm -hmm. And I think letting the bridal stylist put you in the moment and style you, that's part of what this is. So if you're comfortable and you're happy exactly how the bridal um, stylist has styled you and you are comfortable with the pricing of everything, get it. Right. I'll make it harder. Just, just get it. If you love everything and you may be like, well, I know that, and another thing, not only shoes, if you know that you're wearing your grandmama's earrings, you may not want to bring your actual grandmother's earrings. And I understand that you may be like, I want to make sure these make it to the wedding day, but you can go buy your cheap pair of pearls that look similar. Mm -hmm. Like things that you know that you're wearing on your wedding day, 
um, as far as jewelry and accessories, go ahead and pick that out. That doesn't, I feel like the style of jewelry for the most part, you may have different versions of things, but as, as somebody who wears jewelry, or even if you don't wear jewelry, then that's kind of a depictive of your personal style, right? If you don't wear jewelry, then you're probably not going to be as comfortable in no grand chandelier earrings, right? That's probably not going to be you. It may be, but it's most likely not, right? You're probably going to just wear something that you feel like is more special than what you do every day, right? So if you already have those things in mind, then it's not a rat race. A lot of times girls are like, well, I don't know what kind of shoes I'm going to wear because I don't know what my dress is going to be. Well, it doesn't matter what. What, what kind of shoes do you wear? <laughs> like if you're wearing sneakers, you're wearing sneakers. So um, a lot of it is if you if you can visualize while you're on your Pinterest boards, while you're looking, pinning dresses, pin jewelry that you like, pin necklaces that you like. Even if you don't use them, have an idea. Pin headpieces that you like, hair. veils that you like, hairstyles that you like. Come to your appointment in a similar hairstyle that you want to wear. All of that is going to be important to put you in the mindset of your wedding day. Because if you're wearing your hair down on your wedding day and you got this tight bun, you're going to be like, well, I'm not really wearing my hair like this. So I can, it, it's just going to become a mm -hmm. bit of a mental obstacle for you. So I think you should maybe not necessarily buy um, your jewelry beforehand, but you should absolutely know in what ballpark you're going in. And if you find it at the bridal store that you uh, or the bridal place or your stylist has styled you in that way, then go ahead and just pull the trigger. It's just as important, you know, with the rest of the look. And you can find jewelry so many places, so many ways, quickie, quickly, quickie. So it's definitely not something that you need to like wait one week before your wedding to do. Because then your options are, I mean, that was not, not shade to you. She's like, okay, girl, I get it. I'm just saying like... <laughs> The longer time you give yourself for anything, the more options that you have to choose from and you can make a comfortable decision. That's it. I swear I wasn't shading you, Tanya. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. I had a lot of stuff going on, not just, you know, exactly. planning, but I, yeah, I had a lot of stuff going on, but it worked for me. You know, it all worked out. I had everything that I needed and then some. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, really? <laughs> Ashley would be like, girl, have you gotten this yet? Have you gotten this yet? Girl, what are you waiting on? Girl, you know we got a week. Right. If that's the reality Tania wants to live in, that's fine. <laughs> hey, but it all works out. You know it what? It, it all it works did. together for my good. That's what the that's Bible says. Right. So that's you know right. what? Thank God it did. <laughs> well, you've been wearing your mama's out. Basically, exactly. basically. Either or. Either or. <laughs> um, so, final question What advice would you give to a bride that has not gone shopping yet? Maybe she just got engaged within the last three months. What would you tell her? If you've already set a date, then what are you waiting for? For, I think, honestly, like, if you've set a date, then not to be erratic, I want people to understand mm -hmm. the reason why a lot of stylists give want to give you so much time is because we want you to enjoy the process. And part of enjoying the process is having moments to decompress in between big decisions, right? Just imagine this. Take wedding out of it, right? Let's equate it to purchasing a house. If you had to... Purchase the house, buy all the furniture, do this, do that, fix the plumbing, 
replace the things, to do the things all in like a six months time frame. That's a lot. That's a lot of, you're not even enjoying your home. But if you buy a home, right? And then you get to style every room so perfectly. You take your time. You get to pick out towels. You and your boo get to go to Home Depot. Like that sounds like a more, and then when you finally, everything is done, you're sitting on the couch and you're like, look at our beautiful home. You know, you just, you get to breathe a little bit. So this same with, for me for wedding, like, I want to be able to pick my venue and me and my fiance just like look at Instagram and we just have a date night at that venue and we just really fully immerse ourselves, if, if it's a date night venue, we fully immerse ourselves in that decision and we can celebrate that decision. And then when I find my gown, I can, you know, float on cloud nine for a week or two or three because I found my gown and I've given myself time and now I can take my time. I didn't know what earrings I wanted. So now me and my mom can go earring shopping or now me and my mom can go into my grandmother's estate jewelry pieces that she's been waiting for me to get married and she can show me, you know, what pieces she wanted me to have and we can take our time. and Like, think of it like that. No, seriously, that that's moments. And if you're like, well, I'll just go shopping three months before, then you're not even... I mean, and here's the thing. Some people may not care about that. They may be like, girl, this sounds like a freaking fairy tale. We're over it. Like, if that's not you, then, hey, that's not you. But most girls in, or most people who are in this process as a bride, they are very much, they, they want the things. And so I think that's, that's part of the advice. Like, give yourself, a time, give yourself time to enjoy each part of this process because you don't get that time back. You don't get a lot of redos in a positive way. And so just go ahead and take your time. Enjoy it. Enjoy it with your family, your mom, or whoever is around you. And then move on and give yourself space and time. So back to the one year bit. <laughs> like that's part of it. Like giving yourself that, that space to breathe and not feel like any decision is rushed or anything like that would be my biggest advice to, to a bride, no matter where you go. Mine's going to sound so cliche. I was trying to think of a less cliche way to say it, but it is just have fun and do like, this is literally because it can become overwhelming and it's the to-do list and the things and the people and the money and the timeline. And it can be, but it's like, enjoy, this is going to go by faster than you think. And it's going to be a memory faster than you think. Like, enjoy it. I love when brides come in and they got the sign and I can tell they're just having a blast. And I'm like, no matter what happens, like, yes, I would love to find you, but I know they're going to have, y'all are going to talk about how much fun you had in the story. And we had the matching shirts and then we went to like, enjoy it because it, we, it can be such a, when I got to do this and I got to get the real and I got to make sure we get the pictures of this, like all the things to be the people. But it's like, have fun. That's what you're going to remember, that you and your mom were laughing and y'all made jokes. Like, that's really... And I see brides a lot of times where I'm like, you are so stressed out. You hate every minute of this. Mm -hmm. You were trying to figure out why you didn't just go to the courthouse and go home and call it day. It's now a chore. It's a it's a job. And you're like, I hate this. Mm -hmm. So I just be like, just what's fun for you? Let's do that. She's like, not this. Yeah. And I just, I feel like a lot of things, especially social media and all the things that having the right hashtags and I can't think of what to do. And my girls, I got to have them do this before the word. Like the mayor's license is going to look the same. Just enjoy it. That's what I tell every bride, no matter what your budget, no matter what you do, no matter if your mama came or not, no matter if your daddy don't like him, the, the mayor's license is going to look the same. It's going to be on that ugly brown paper. No matter and that's what why you're want. doing it. No matter that, that, at the end of the day, you're doing it to get married. And that's the only thing that really matters. So true.
And that's my Oprah TED talk for the day. Okay. That was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That so we're going to move into wedding vendor love. Who would like to go first? This is somebody I don't personally know, but I really admire her work. And um, I think when I talk about bridal designers, actually it's two people, sorry. But when I think about bridal designers, especially black women bridal designers, which is like a special, of course, place in our hearts, that really push the envelope forward for fashion because bridal could be very like the same. It's Lori Bride and <laughs> it's Keo Bridal. I love Keo Bridal. I don't know how I found yes. her, probably just through the gods of Instagram, sending them through my whatever. But um, every time she uh, shows a new gown, it's like, I feel like it's like a mini movie. And I love that because it does put brides in, you know, people who are in that bridal space, they want to feel like a fairy tale or a superhero or the main character. That's what the kids say now. Main character. <laughs> and I feel like when you have designers like Lori and Kia who are like really putting on a production when they're introducing the new gowns and really telling you where they this they see these dresses, I think brides get, even if they can't get those gowns, they get inspired to want to be different and unique. So those are my two. So my vendor is going to be Beauty to Behold. Um, I work with Jamila and her team on photo shoots, weddings. My favorite thing about them is they can do everything. I've seen them do different hair, they can do locks, they've done braids, they've done mature skin, they've done really like trendy makeup. I've seen them do everything. And I think a lot of times people can only do weaves or they can only do one style of look. And it's tricky to do bridal party, bride, mother of the bride, mother-in-law. And even if like the kids are like, I want some lip gloss, I've literally seen them do everybody in the suite and everybody looks like themselves, but professionally done. Mm -hmm. And that's a tricky thing to do in the bridal world. When you have makeup artists up popping up overnight, or hairstylists who are like, well, I do hair. And they can only do, you know, wand curling bundles. So be to behold, Jamila and her team. I'm excited. Anytime I walk in and see them, I'm like, okay, my bride's taken care of. I can rest on that piece. And I've seen them do anything. They jump in anywhere. I've literally seen them steam a dress. So they get in there. So, yes, be to behold. That's my vendor. That's important because yes. sometimes you forget that you need to steam. And listen, we don't forget that we need to steam, but I've seen, I've seen the things happen or people don't even know that, oh, my dress needs to be steamed. My veil is mm -hmm. a wrinkled ball of tool. Mm -hmm. And you got to have some people who want to jump in and get in there. So mm -hmm. a thousand percent. Ashley, who would you like to shout out this week? I found an amazing wedding photographer that is based in the Milwaukee and Chicago area. So if you are kind of like in the Midwest, kind of in that area, and you're getting married and you want a really good photographer, look up Amanda Evans. Amanda Evans dot photography is her Instagram and her work is just like really, really beautiful. She also has a studio. So if you're in need of like a photography studio for whatever reason, look her up. Amanda is spelled A-M-A-N-D-A-E-V-A-N-S dot photography, P-H-O-T-O-G-R-A-P-H-Y. And yeah, Again, if you are in the Milwaukee or Chicago area or destination, she got you. Beautiful work, black woman, and you know we're here for it. So 
tell her who I do sent you. Who are you shouting out this week, Tania? I am also shouting out someone amazing. Her name is Christiana Renee. She is an event designer um, based in the Chicago land area. And so her work is so, so beautiful. Um, it, it's just it's just so unique. Um, and I think she's creating her own special thing up there. So um, if you would like to look at her work and, and are in need of an event designer or florist, please look her up on Instagram, sacred by Chris Renee. And that's S-A-C-R-E-D-B-Y-C-R-I-S, Renee, R-E-N-E-E. Or you can find her on sacredbychrisrenee.com. Um, she does a little bit of everything, but of course, I'm shouting her out for her floral design and event design. Um, she does interior styling as well as home organization. So like I said, she does a little bit of everything, but her work is absolutely beautiful. If you are in the Chicago land area, please reach out to her. All right, that's who I have this week. All right, ladies. So where can people find you if they want to know more, if they want to inquire about, you know, inquire about your services, plug any and everything. I'm at Ebony's Bridal Experience on Instagram. Um, You can find me there because that's where I be. (laughs) That's where I be. So you can find me there. I post a lot of stuff and every bride that hits me up, I always instantly return their of whatever they do for me so that's the best place i am at the coco bride on all platforms um the coco bride.com you're interested in services we have everything listed there you do a little consultation questionnaire i e meet you and we get the ball rolling so at the coco bride you won't go wrong with either one of them no. And you probably will see us both if you work with them. That's true. I help out at Coco Bride as much as I can. Um, Candace has created something so special in that. And I think as much as we know about bridal styling, I think the bridal concierge stand on it, just real quick, is, is something different. Because a lot of girls don't have time, energy, or knowledge, or just whatever to really explain their vision or explain how they want things executed. So hire, a planner is one thing, but a planner is not specifically there for your bridal attire needs Mm -hmm. and people don't realize how important that is when you're having a production of a wedding if you're having a bigger wedding you do need someone who is just tending to you um and making sure that your zipper is zipped up or your whatever whatever is going on you're eating something you're eating shout out to the planners the planners are starting to gift me to their brides because as the planner you like running down the hall with a plate of salmon because your bride's about to pass out it's just a lot when you got to light 400 candles so that's been a whole thing so yes because the because the planner is not Running down the hall. And your venue coordinator is your venue coordinator. Your venue coordinator does not care that the things that we've had to do, like the last wedding we had, this is just like I've had brides who were like, I can like spit the gum out. You're about to walk down the aisle and I have gum in my hand, like putting lotion on your ankles before you walk down. It's a whole thing. People don't, after the wedding, people are like, how do people get married without you? And I'm like, because I, I needed a meet. And you know, when you're mm, waiting to come right. down the aisle or you're waiting in certain spaces as a bride, I know this is like not everybody's focus, but I always think like, it's kind of lonely. Yeah. And you know what? People start having panic attacks. People start having panic attacks. Mm-hmm. People get really nervous. People need prayer. People just need somebody to hold somebody. their hand. And um, even in our life, like, I've seen it so many times. I've seen brides like standing behind a curtain or whatever interview, and they're just sitting there like, 
Because your people to, are down there already. Right. All <laughs> your support is not is probably at the altar. So having someone to just give you like the look to be like, you look beautiful, breathe. It's just your family or whatever mm-hmm. reminders that you need is is it's priceless. And it's it's not something that people think about until they're behind the curtain and they're crying because they can't hug their mama <laughs> right now because mama already got walked down. So it's a it's an investment for sure, but it's a I think it's a something that if I were in a wedding uh, or not, excuse me, I was attending a wedding or a bridesmaid or a major of honor, that would be the gift to the bride for me, like an easy. I wish I actually would have gave it to a few of my friends, but that would be a gift mm-hmm. to a bride to me. Like, here, you need this. Trust me. I don't care if you don't think you do. You do. Child, we might start a whole new episode for y'all. Sorry. <laughs> well, I'm plugging. <laughs> no, no. It's just. That's just a sign for y'all to come back. That's all. Yeah, basically. <laughs> we got to have the in-person panel. I'm yes. In-person. Yes. I want y'all to go to find.huidu.com and look at our vendor list. Everyone that we've shouted out for the entire three plus years that we've been on air, everything's there. Yes. And not only are all of the vendors we've ever shouted out are on there, all of the wedding vendors we've had on as guests are on there as well. So you can find more information about them in their lovely vendor services on find.huidu.com. And don't forget to leave us a review. Follow us on social. You know we're HuidoWed everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, Pinterest. I'm sure I'm missing one. But basically, if you're there, we're there.